0: Let's sing something now. What's your favorite piece, dear? You remember? Yeah, I remember. What's uh, <laughs> do something out there. <laughs> oh, a request. Just a request. Y'all feel like dancing.
1: See, it's really hard right now for us to feel where you're coming from because we can't see you, we can hear you. If you make a lot of noise, you'll make us party much harder.
2: And so many songs that we want you to hear that we wish we could share but unfortunately we're limited to about a dozen shows per year therefore it's become abundantly clear we could benefit from another outlet provide more content without the context just us discussing what it is we love and here in this moment plus we want to know what's going
3: on in the about collective peers. Strangers, too. Here's an idea.
2: Perhaps invite some other voices to appear. And play along. And play some songs. And discuss. What it is they love so much. About which particular records they recently purchased A dug out from their collections, dusted off, queued up, and got obsessed with.
3: Oh my god, that is so interesting.
2: So, what we want to know is. It's what is it you're up with?
4: listening to What, what is, is it you brought in
1: with? Yeah, yeah this one song, don't change your life, What is it you brought in with? Exactly. What is it you fucking in
4: with?
5: My record collection. I get, I get, I get, I
0: get. Cut it out.
3: All right, thanks for uh, listening. Welcome to. Dan likes to call it the bonus episode I just like to call it the second episode of the month yep. uh, Where we get to talk about some of the shit that we're obsessing on currently It's a non-thematic, more freeform yep. kind of an episode Where we just get to talk about the shit that we're listening to The stuff that may not make the regular episodes Going back, we usually only talk about the newer stuff that we listen to When we do our year-end But this gives us a chance to listen to stuff that All that we just discovered is something new we've just discovered Right Something borrowed, something blue, whatever. (laughs) Um, And we're going to take this opportunity too to bring in some voices that are not ours. We're going to talk to our friends and find out because we have many friends who are also musical... Dozens and dozens of friends. Who are musical fiends. We want to get them involved too. And so we're going to talk to all sorts of different people about what they're listening to right now and maybe hopefully turn you on to something that you maybe didn't know about before or maybe turn you on to something or make you obsess about something new.
2: You're going to be able to enjoy something... You know to jam out jay's gonna make another mixtape yeah. keep you company which it's is what the mixtape
3: is all about you Love know you just putting that shit together the stuff that you're listening to right now and you yep. you put that in like one you know two sides and that's what we're gonna do yep yeah yep. all right so with that being said dion what are you listening, listening to, listening to you.
2: i have been listening to michelle Zauner, and she is japanese breakfast she is also An author who just came out with a memoir, which is awesome, which I ordered, which I started... Well, I didn't technically reading. Like, I also ordered an audiobook because I like... Ordered it on the internet, but I didn't want to do Amazon, so I ordered it from the site that guarantees some money to go to a local bookstore. Yeah, which is awesome. And, yeah, which is great, Super right? Cool, but yeah. it takes longer to, to get, get to you. And you
3: don't have any patience, and, and you I want have to read patient. it
2: now. Right. Yeah. And then I realized that, oh, she has an audio version of this book where she's like actually reading it to me, and I'm like, okay, so I'll just get that. Because, I mean, like, really, think about it. Like, If we're going to have like a John Henry literary competition between something that I can actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's in my pocket computer. Dude, It's like the audio versions in my pocket computer or wait for the ink on the papyrus to come via USPS. (laughs) Like who's going to win? I think we proved that. I'm starting to listen to it, but I've gotten a few chapters in and I love it. It's a great memoir. She's a great writer. She's also a great musician. I was aware of her. Um, she's on dead oceans, but I do know that she's coming out with a new album in I think June it's been on hold for a year because of the COVID and all that. So a few singles have leaked. And I do like those songs, but not as much as the old stuff. So I'm going to want to put some of her older stuff on the mix in anticipation for her newer stuff. She's a shooting star. Plus her her book's number two on New York Times. You should really check out that memoir. It's fantastic.
3: And it should be said that Dead Oceans is one of those labels that you can completely count on. You can completely count on them. yes. You yeah, can, been, yeah, they they don't put out any crap. No, it's and, and good. The, yeah, again, because I like to bring the Omi, what's in my bag? And every single episode, right? I Ping. had not heard of Japanese breakfast until I saw her. What's in my bag too She's very intriguing And they will yeah. play Sometimes snippets Of the band that she's in Or whatever the band they're, they're talking to And I was very intrigued I went and listened To some of these stuff On YouTube And that was a band That I've meant to get into So I'm kind of glad That you kind of Triggered that for me A little bit To go back and pick up Some of her other stuff
2: Right yeah. right. Now she's amazing And like I said She's <clears throat> a great author If you're into Rock memoirs And I specifically Am into rock memoirs It's the best one I've ever listened to So far I mean I haven't Completed this one Maybe this one Will overtake it But I listened to and also read same kind of deal tegan and sarah's memoir yeah which i still need to get to i've still not gotten which is incredible i mean there's just something about the stories coming from that perspective which we aren't as familiar with as disgusting men and they just happen to be terrific writers as well so i have the same kind of expectations for this memoir Crying in H Mart is the name of the memoir. You should pick it up.
1: Crying in H Mart is a memoir about grief and Korean cooking and how I used Korean cooking to navigate my grief and as an alternative type of therapy. My grief comes in waves and is usually triggered by something arbitrary. I can tell you with a straight face what it was like watching my mom's hair fall out in the bathtub or about the five weeks I spent sleeping in hospitals. But catch me at H-Mart when some kid runs up double fisting plastic sleeves of bongdigi, and I'll just lose it. Those little rice cake frisbees were my childhood, a happier time when mom was there, and we'd crunch away on the styrofoam-like discs after school, splitting them like packing peanuts that dissolved like sugar on our tongues. I'll cry when I see a Korean grandmother eating seafood noodles in the food court, discarding shrimp heads and mussel shells onto the lid of her daughter's tin rice bowl. Her gray hair frizzy, cheekbones protruding like the tops of two peaches, tattooed eyebrows rusting as the ink fades out. I'll wonder what my mom would have looked like in her 70s, if she'd have wound up with the same perm that every Korean grandma gets, as though it were a part of our race's evolution.
2: I'll borrow it to you when I'm done.
3: I would love to read it because I'm all about that for sure. Right.
2: But her music is killer as well. So Japanese Breakfast, that's what I've been fucking with. Jay, can you tell the good people in Podcast America what it is that you have been obsessing over as of late?
3: Well, one of the things that I've been obsessing over as of late is a band called Frewer. Uh-huh. I believe that they're a Welsh band. Right. And I was at a media reload and picked up some records there, and there was a record they have called Doot Doot. Doot Doot. Doot. And so just, un- I don't know anything about them, so I just picked it up on a whim.
2: And You, you didn't know anything about them previously? No, not oh, at no, all. no kidding. No,
3: not at all. And the thing is, is it came out... I want to say, let me see. The record came out in 1983. I am a new wave kid, an electronic synth kid, like all the way. It's evident. And I somehow, I don't know how I missed this band. It didn't hit your radar. It did not. I somehow completely missed it. And they were never, they didn't really break big in America. That's the other thing too. So I've been really obsessing over this record called Doot Doot the band Frur mostly they put out this record which is amazing the song the, I'm going to put the Doot Doot on the mix
2: Doot Doot's the rest an amazing of the song. rest
3: yeah like it's honestly like the production just kills me like how clean and amazing it is Right They put out a second record after that called Get Us Out of Here which was actually only released in the Netherlands and Germany Okay So I actually did go back and I did pick that up there's a reissue label out of Britain called Cherry Red, okay. and they reissued both records on one CD. So I, I did pick that up too. The interesting thing about that band is, although people don't really know, I, although I found out like, when I had posted on Facebook about the, how much I love this song, people had heard it on Canadian radio, okay. and of course, friends of mine that are that live across the pond were aware of it too because it did mm. get played over there. It just didn't get played in the United States. But the side note is that carl hyde and rick smith from the band Frur went on to form the electronic band underworld okay who most people know yeah. from they did the song born slippy from the train spotting soundtrack that's okay. a b- underworld so yeah but it's a great record if you can find it whether you can find the record or pick up the cd the cherry red reissue right
2: it's Pretty amazing. Or just go on Jay's Facebook and search his archives and go through a bunch of Foxy Fridays. <laughs> and about three months ago, or whenever it was, and I remember. It wasn't that,
3: wasn't that long no, ago. No, it
2: wasn't that long ago. I remember no. it was recent. It yeah. it's one of those songs where you're like, how did this exist for so long? We're going on almost forty years of this existing. Thirty eight years, whatever. Yeah. And I've never heard it, and it is the perfect song yeah it's amazing and I don't there's not enough time in, in the day to hear everything but I just right. don't know how this one slipped under my radar right. it's fucking I no beautiful you yeah. think that some kind of production television movie something would have picked this up because it's an amazing track I can't wait to well
3: what's the P.O. movie um, the horror movie that first movie he did is okay. it Get Out yeah I had read that it was used in the movie Get Out was which it? I, I love that movie but I don't remember, remember the scene that it was in yeah. too. so that's I think how it a lot of people knew that song yeah. but I, I was completely I
2: missed it even then I missed it somehow Okay. All right. Awesome.
3: All right. So what else you got? What else are you uh, currently obsessing over? I was going through like
2: a Lenny Kravitz phase and I do this. I wouldn't say annually, but every now and again, I'll get into my Lenny Kravitz records. I like Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, and fuck I always the haters. Have, I'm just going to say, fuck the haters. Yeah. Maybe it's because I was growing up and I was a teenager when he was happening, and he gave you that window into that 60s and 70s sound yeah. You know that you wouldn't otherwise have without listening to dad's music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So when I'm a teenager, Lenny Kravitz, he is the guy that got me into all of that other stuff. I did not realize that he had a hand in other productions in the 90s. I thought that he was just doing his own thing, but it came to my attention that he produced a record for French singer Vanessa Paradise. I think he dated her back in the 90s, right? Yep. And she has an album that was just a self-titled album in 1992 where Lenny produces this with Henry Hirsch, and he writes just about every song, and he just lets his girlfriend at the time sing his songs and this record is pretty fucking amazing it's great yeah it is and it i is. was
3: kind of flabbergasted that you picked it because i remember again going back to my retail music days i remember getting a promo of that and that was all things and people diss Lenny Kravitz, but right. again, fuck them. I love him, and uh, <laughs> we're so, pro Kravitz on the industry. Yeah, so based on that, and the fact that I also love sexy French models, yeah, you know, I was intrigued by this, and I freaking love that record. Like, I don't know anybody who even knows it exists. Right. So I was super flabbergasted that you had picked that as one of your latest obsessions.
2: Yeah, but because it was just like the missing link in the discography when you go through. I think I've heard or own on some format or another everything Lenny Kravitz ever, right? And to realize that this record existed, it's like that missing album that he never had because he just has his girlfriend sing it. but to be fair she's really good she's a really good singer it's totally believable and some of it's campy some of the lyrics you know how kravitz is you know he's a hippie it's all about love and we can cure the world with love or whatever i'm totally fine with all that for she delivers vocally yeah she fucking delivers this is a cohesive effort this is a collaborative effort she does great (laughs) <laughs> Most of these songs are great. There's, uh, there's maybe one or two that I didn't care for too much, but there's also an instrumental song it has got some bossa nova stuff in it. It's got that uh, girl group '60s feel. It's even got some bubblegum pop elements to it. I mean, this is a fantastic yeah. and that
3: production. I was gonna say the production is legit. It's very, yeah. it's very warm, very '70s. It's very, very cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna throw a song from that on this mixtape, Jay. What else have you been obsessing with?
3: Um, Well, recently, our friend Jack White over at Third Man has reissued... Our friend,
2: like we know him personally. Yeah, he's a Michigan dude, so I feel like we all share him. We're buds.
3: Has reissued the second and third record by a band out of L.A. called That Dog. Who were a 90s band, female-powered. Think of like any 90s teen film. Like bands like That Dog and Letters to Cleo, like they're of that ilk. Just super crunchy, catchy pop stuff. I somehow kind of missed them a little bit when they first came out because there's so much music obviously. There was so much. Yeah. Yeah, And so um, I just bought both of those records and I've just been really obsessed with those. They're an interesting band in the sense that too they have this uh, deep musical lineage in the sense that like there's three girls in the band and a male drummer. The Hayden sisters, Petra Hayden and Rachel Hayden, who all went on to do other things too their dad is jazz great charlie hayden okay and then anna warnker who is the singer songwriter front person of that band her dad was lenny warnker who was like a big 60s and 70s like record industry mogul at the time like i think warner brothers and stuff he was pretty he was a mover and a shaker back in the day too okay and her brother is joey who was drummer extraordinaire who's played with things big big bands like back and stuff like that sure so there's like there's a deep musical lineage there but they have these super great, sweet harmonies that they use and these crunchy guitar riffs. And again, I hate to use the word power pop, right. but it does have that feeling and has a keyboard thing too that kind of reminds me of the rental stuff from that time period. So I've just been obsessed with like those two records that Jack White reissued. They actually did a reunion record a few years ago okay. without Petra Hayden that's actually really good too. I ended up picking that up and then I went back <laughs> and I bought their very first record, which isn't available on vinyl, but I bought it on CD on Amazon. Uh-huh that dog is like a band that I'm really super like obsessed with right now
2: yeah that dog I'm excited to get into that can you give me another one while you're on a roll here bud sure
3: the other one again is kind of on the power pop tip there's a gentleman his name is Johnny Polanski and he was if you worked in retail there was a record called "Hi, My Name Is Johnny." All right, twenty-five
2: and, years ago, right?
3: Twenty-five years ago, and uh, like everyone got like ten copies of that too. And it was on Deaf American. They just were pushed, pushing. They were pushing, pushing him hard. Pushing. He was supposedly discovered by Frank Black of the Pixies fame, but it's, he's a Chicago guy, and it's more of like a power pop thing. Okay. And they just kind of they reissued. Well, he did it himself. Johnny reissued his very first record for the very first time on vinyl. And was, I've always been following, I've, I've bought all of his stuff since then. So this was kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing this on vinyl. So I've been like super obsessed with that first Johnny Polanski record. Yeah. So if you like super catchy power pop stuff, yeah. it's pretty, it's really you, good. you really do need it. It's this really good. You really
2: do need it in your life It's for the sure. first, I did not work in retail 25 years ago. Um, no. I was just a consumer. <laughs> um, that didn't apparently make it to the front of the shelves or else I maybe would have picked it up, but this was my first time hearing it in the basement just uh, not too long ago, just a few hours ago and man, I love it, man. I yeah. can't wait to dive a little bit deeper into that. He's
3: awesome and he probably should have broken big. because stuff is catchy as shit, oh, but I, you know. oh, it's like yeah. fly
2: paper catchy but for whatever
3: reason it just didn't go anywhere. But I love that he's still making music yeah. and that's super cool. Yeah.
2: And the fact that he released it yeah. himself on vinyl is really awesome. To do that for his fans, that means that there's a lot more fans like you. He wouldn't do it just because Jay Glitch is telling him hey, maybe you should put this out. I mean there's got to be a lot of other fans just like you out there yeah. that were keeping in contact with them, and that's great, man.
3: And I only found out because I have other friends who are big power pop fiends, too, who turned me on to the fact that they were reissuing this on vinyl for the first time, so I'm, I'm just glad I was able to catch that, yeah, and yeah. I think it's a really limited edition, but sure. I'm just happy to have gotten it, yeah. Sure, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, but check this shit out. It's good stuff. Stuff. Yeah. I will. Do you have anything else? Yeah. What yeah. do you got? I've been fucking with what else you got? Deltron 3030. This uh, is yes. a collaborative effort between DJ Koala, Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, who's a lyricist, and Dan the Automator, who is a producer. This record came out in the early 2000s. Del the Funky Homo Sapien, I've always been a fan. Ever since the early 90s when we would read the pages of whatever rap zine we were in, we found out that Ice Cube had a cousin who was a rapper, so of course... We're going to check that out. Turns out it's Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. Turns out he's not a gangster at all. He's another one of those from the left coast, not the west coast, right? He's a weirdo. He's a backpacker. He's a skateboarder. It's alt-hip-hop. And it was awesome right from the get. I wish my brother George was here, his first LP. I picked that up. He's got a track Pissin' on the Steps, which is a banger. Uh, He had kind of a hit with Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. That's kind of what got his foot in the door as a commercial artist, right? He felt kind of limited after his second LP as far as what Cube was giving him on the production end. So he starts to produce his own sound, get his sort of crew together of other people that were weird just like him. That spawned hieroglyphics, other groups from that west coast that were into that kind of skateboard hip-hop. And then obviously also he did some stuff later on with Gorillaz. He is the hip-hop voice of the Gorillaz, right? Clint Eastwood. Yeah. He just rapper on that song And Rock the House He does that one too So Dow the Funky Homo Sapien is a bona fide lyricist mc when he got together with dan the automator they said hey we got we got this project it's going to be sort of this concept album it's going to be futuristic and i can't tell from the lyrics like exactly what's going on like if the automator and Daltron tron are like <laughs> battling each other for the fate of the universe or they're on the same team or what exactly is happening but i do know that every one of these tracks is a banger Dell has bars for days it's so amazing that he's able to do this, like, so consistently. It's just a fantastic record. I do own it on other mediums. I finally picked it up at the Kitsch not long ago. I think last week you yeah, and I, I were was there. Yeah, I with you, yeah. I picked it up on vinyl. Couldn't be more happy that I did because I got to revisit that stuff, and I fucking love it. It should be mentioned that the skits on this album feature Prince Paul, and if you're gonna put a skit on a hip-hop album, you might as well use the master of skits, which is Prince yeah. Paul, and then you can kinda tell Yo, Prince 30, Paul and Dan the Automator eventually get together to form Handsome Boy Modeling yeah. School, which is also awesome because that was probably the beginning of that relationship. That's just a lot of great music that's like spawned from this collaborative effort. Yeah, it's a pretty incestuous like sonic little universe with those guys yeah, for man. sure. And yeah. I love it. And yeah. if, you, if you're not hip to Del the Funky Homo Sapien, you'll get his voice right away, obviously because Gorilla's fame, but he's always, always special.
3: Obviously, I mean, again, I... Working in retail, I'd heard of Dell the Funky Homo sapien. Right. But I really became aware of him be- on that Judgment Night soundtrack because he right. did that track with Mascus and Dinosaur Jr. on there. Right, right That's right. how I know him. And the
2: other banger track on that was besides the I mean there's rap rock, and if that wasn't your fucking thing, I can get it. How you didn't like it. I kinda liked that album, but I was into the House of Pains. I was into the Onyxes and all that shit at that time. But also Dela had a song, and I think that was with yeah, Teenage Fan Club. Teenage, cause, cause and that was that Teenage was a fucking great
3: That song. was the one that I was looking forward to the most because I love De La and I love Teenage Fan Club. Yeah. And that for me was like really the only one that worked yeah for me
2: yeah that Deltrack is killer too yeah. yeah all right so that's what i've been messing with jay what else you got
3: And again i'm gonna bring up amoeba what's in my bag one more time <laughs> make it a drinking game anytime yep. i bring up what's in my bag you take a shot i will watch everybody like it, it doesn't matter to me who it is i I've mm-hmm. watched them all right and i came across one by a woman whose name is emma ruth rundle Right, And I fell in love with her instantly, before I even heard her music, because I loved the shit she picked and I loved how she talked about music. I loved her language, right. how she described why she loved the music and why she was buying it, and I instantly fell in love with her.
6: The backstory for me with this record is I first heard it when I got to Louisville, Kentucky last year. Um, Someone was playing it and it immediately grabs you. It's It's kind of an obscure album. This guy just made one record. There's just something odd about it and in a good way. Not to mention the songs are very moving and beautiful and easy to listen to. This would be like a smoke weed and hang out naked with your lover on a Sunday album.
3: I bought two of her solo records just based on her talking yes. about music and I always blind buy I don't listen to stuff before I buy it I just blind buy it so what she does is she has a kind of a dream pop yeah. shoegaze thing but heavy like uh-huh. like a heavier version of that stuff right. she's a got a ton- metal. yeah she's got a ton of stuff she's got like three records out she's got side projects with different other bands but I recently came across a record that she just put out called May Our Chambers Be Full What she did with a band who, I guess a doom metal band, I think they're from like Kentucky or something, called Uh Thou, who I'd never heard of before. I actually just literally got this like three days ago, and I cannot stop listening to it. I'm like not a metal guy. I do love the stoner metal as a Mm -hmm. general rule, but I'm absolutely obsessed with this record. This is her voice, the combination of her voice, the etherealness of her voice, and like that growl yeah. of the the singer from thou is a perfect combination and it's just this huge sound that they create and i'm absolutely obsessed with it yeah right i now. was
2: really impressed when i heard that track i mean because it does have that growl right yeah. and you said everything she layers on top of that just seems to work well with that super sludgy Doom, and there's yeah. even some gymnastics going on with the guitarists and everything, and we're, we're they're coming in and out. the production is fucking incredible. Yeah. This is a heavy track. Yeah. this is something that I wouldn't expect from you, but it is definitely something that I can fuck with too. so I'm glad that you brought it to our attention. It's f- incredible
3: if you're a metal fiend at all, this is well worth picking up you will, right. you will I, I can't imagine you will be disappointed and the, again, the album's called May Our Chambers be full. Ruth Rundle and Vow. Yeah. Our last one is actually one that we both kind of
2: This was a collaborative kind effort of collaborative between that, me that and we Jay. both kind of agreed we to get. Like, picked we, it up on the same day.
3: Yep, we were at the Kitsch the same day you picked up uh Deltron thirty the Deltron.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, there's a band that we love called In the Whale. They're a right. two piece from Colorado. Yep. Um, I had seen them open up for the darkness before they hit Hell's Half Mile. Um, I loved them right away. Right. One of the best live bands I've ever seen, period. Then they came to Bay City twice mm-hmm. and tore shit
2: up. Fuck yes. Both
3: fucking times. It was great. They like a on a
2: sh- Tuesday afternoon, just it, tore it down. They
3: have a huge fan base in Bay City. Weird, but it's true. So if you like the two-piece thing, they have their thing going, the, the, this band called In the Whale. But the guitar player, singer, his name is Nate. Yep. He's got a side project out. And I walked into Kitsch, and it said, Nate's side project yeah. from In the Whale. I'm like, oh, I'm buying that. Yeah. It's called Valdez. Yep. And I told you, I'm like, look at this. And you bought it, too. We both <laughs> bought it the same day. And we both went home and went,
2: Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah.
3: This is so good. Yeah. And the the stuff they do as a two-piece is pretty raucous as a two-piece. Yep. And I didn't expect another uh, project to be exactly. raucous. I, like I, I expected it to be something different, but I was not prepared for what it actually is.
2: Yeah, it brought to me um, feelings of, like... The post-punk, uh, all the stuff like we were saying, the um, the cursives, or the, uh, what's his name, the the Bright Eyes Dude. Oh
3: yeah, Conor Burst. Conor
2: Oberst, that kind of stuff. That kind that kind of stuff is like, as far as the writing is concerned, was really shining through for me. Did not expect that at all, but this is produced impeccably. He's such a great lyricist. These are really Bought out songs This has surpassed My expectations Me too
3: And for me All the things that, All the touchstones That you are talking about I get all those too For me it had a lot of Pernice Brothers Yeah uh, Scud Mountain Boy It's like when it's Two o'clock in the morning You're drinking whiskey You're drunk as fuck And wondering what the hell Happened to your life Yeah That is That's the sound Perfect soundtrack for that And I love that It kind of has like some of the songs are pretty clean sounding, but he does throw some, like you said, some like seriously just kind of like distorted, kind yeah. of like
2: boombox kind of recordings right. in there too. Almost like they just exist in their demo form, and that's enough. Yeah, which right? com-
3: which completely works with like it, there's a certain feel. Like you're not you need to sit down and like listen to the entire record as a whole, absolutely, absolutely. As, a, as a feel, the whole thing. It's yeah. just I cannot say enough good things about how great this record is. And again, it's called Valdez, and the name of the record is called Wishbones. Mm-hmm. And you had an idea, like what song you wanted to use, because there was a certain song that kind of got you. Yeah. That kind of got hit you hard. And yeah, I that figured would be we'd what?
2: we'd use that last song that's on that album. That last track would be "Old Chair." Old Chair. Just lyrically, really hit me. Like I said, the production. It's still the song is locked into its demo phase. I'm sure that they use some production techniques to get it back to that point. Yeah. But it's just oh man it's super emotional it's the perfect way to end a record to punctuate an experience and this is one of those and you did the same thing when i put it on that needle hit all the grooves yeah flipped it over same thing i took this in in one sitting and i was really blown away and i wanted to I know you got a stack of records and I got a stack of records and usually after we talk about doing an episode I don't want to bother you right away yeah. so I'm like this is definitely going to be talked about I knew it was I didn't have to say oh my god did you listen to it yet yeah. I knew eventually you were going to yeah. and it was going to be the same thing this is an amazing
3: record it really is an amazing record you are doing yourself a huge favor by having it in your collection I know that Absolutely. he did put some out on uh, vinyl he did not do any CD versions it's a you can uh, it's a download download it, download it and uh, I, I think if you could probably go in the whale down yeah. on their website or whatever you can probably order it through there I'm not sure how you get it but again Valdez is the name of the project Wishbones is the name of the
2: record I'm hopeful that they'll make another stop in Bay City I know For, that they know sure. that they've got a fan base here and yeah. so they seem like the kind of guys that are going to be coming through again and when they do can't wait to tell Nate like bro like it was for real like I
3: think they contacted Jessica at Electric Kitchen said hey I got this I've got this do you need any of these for the store yeah and I think she got like 10 copies and I think she blew out of all of them which doesn't seem like a lot but when you're a small band like in The Whale it's a pretty big deal like we're pretty fervent fans of
2: those guys yeah when you can leave a footprint where you can say hey I stopped at this town of 30,000 in Michigan and they you know, shit a couple times and they eat it they eat our shit up like that's amazing yeah
3: that's great so I'm super psyched for Nate. It's a great record.
2: Yeah, for did. sure. did a good job. Yeah. I do want to bring in some new voices, so at this time we are going to hear about what some of our friends are obsessing over, and then we'll be back right after that. Wax poetic. Yeah. Here at Electric Hitch with our friend Cody. Cody's a lightning licker. He's living away, but he's coming back for a visit. And we're just chilling, waiting for his mom. And we're going to ask Cody. We're not going to explain why he's waiting for his mother. We're just going to ask him if he's been listening to anything in particular that we should be aware of, something that you want Jay to put on a mixtape. Ooh. Well, this is a good question because I just started getting really into Yola Tango recently, and Jay and I just discussed this not too long ago. Oh, that's awesome. So we have something to say about that when he hears this. Tell me about why you like him so much and maybe either suggest a song or an era or an album so we can decide what we're going to throw on this thing. Sure. I had always liked them, you know, for the past few years, but just recently started diving into their stuff and the cool thing about them is every album is pretty different from each other, from each one, so I've recently really been digging uh, And Then Nothing Turned Itself Inside Out, particularly track three, Saturday, um, which Yeah, it's a good one. Um, Yeah, they're a very versatile band, I think, and pretty approachable depending on the album you start with. So I think anybody can find something they like with them. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Cody. Tell your mom I said hi. (laughs) (laughs) So we're here to set the scene. We're here in a living room of a house with a lot of musical history, just a few feet away from the midgetorium. A room where a lot of music was made Over the years uh, Here with my buddy Larry We've been friends for quarter century or so uh,
7: Roughly yeah. Give or take
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, a lot of music Has made its way into our friendship You're a musical influencer of mine As are your brothers uh, Tommy but also Dougie Had a hand in uh, shaping my musical tastes So music's been a big part of our relationship Our friendship And I wanted to Come and talk to you, my man, on a summer's day, what feels like a summer's day, at least when we woke up, when that sun hit the house, it was about 90. Four hours later, because it is the mitten, it was 50 and windy and drizzly. Yeah, I actually thought it was going to snow at some point. Now we're uh, chilling at a 40 degree night, playoff hockey is on the tubes, we got the beers cracked, and it feels like, now more than ever, at least in the past, I don't know, 18 months, this feels like we're back to normal almost
7: almost it's nice to see some of these games and like you said playoff hockey and there's a baseball game on right now with fans in the stands which is insane actual cheers and not automated cheers. Yeah, fans
2: are in stands Uh, we're round in the corner people are getting their shots and man we might even get back to some live music before you know it I'm not gonna count my chickens before they're
7: hatched but who's to say they did have that concert in Bay City last night. It seemed like there was quite a few people down there, and I could hear... I was at my sister's house last night for a minute. Okay. And lives kind of close to downtown, and you could hear the live music still going down there, and All right. fans are cheering, and it was kind of nice. It was like a normal Bay City summer.
2: Fuck right. Well, Lair, here's the deal. Came over for beers and to watch some games, but I also came over to ask you one simple question. Okay. And it's the same question that I probably asked you many times before in our history, right? And it's, what are you listening Listening to? to. It could be something old. It could be something new. Something from the past that you've rediscovered or something that you've just discovered. Something that you think we should put on a mixtape that our old friend Jay is going to compile for the end of this episode. Can you hook me up with a suggestion?
7: Well, I kind of started off thinking of something new that I heard, but I haven't really researched it enough to be able to give a great opinion, so I kind of switched my gear, Yeah. and I'm going with the band Grade.
2: Grade. And what do you know about that band Grade? I know about them, but I only know about them from you, so why don't you tell (laughs) the listeners in Podcast America what it is you know about the band Grade?
7: Well, it's just been one of those years so far that... You know, the band Grade has really come up quite a few times because it's awfully aggressive. Grade's one of those mid '90s, early '90s hardcore bands before right. there was giant labels out as far as screamcore and shoe gaze yeah. muffin. I don't yeah. know.
2: Well. It's like in the 90s, all those genres (laughs) kind of got twisted around and they didn't mean what they used to mean. Like I would call it emo, but when people hear me say emo, they think a different thing of what we would think when we say emo. Because we say emo, we think of At The Drive-In. We hear emo, we think of Sunny Day Real Estate. But that's not the emo that's out now. If you were to like
7: search emo music Uh, uh, on Spotify, that's not what would come up. I'm so glad I have a copy of it. It was probably 1995, yeah. I saw them down in Grand Rapids. Who were they playing with, by themselves or? Uh, it wasn't by themselves, it was a couple other like local bands out of Grand Rapids, because okay. Great is out of Canada. All right. But they ended up signing to a label out of Chicago, and I can't remember the label's name right off the top of my head. Yeah. Them and Snapcase were on it. Yeah. And the album that they put out on that label was under the radar. but. The album I've been really Like Pushing through lately Is And Such Is Progress Okay Which was Their first full length I believe Uh huh And It has just got some Epic Just hardcore music It is Fabulous
2: If you could take One song From that album From great That we're gonna give to our old friend Jay And say Here bud Put this on the mixtape What would that song be?
7: Well, I'm going to have to go with It's called Miracle Ear. Okay. What's so um, cool
2: about that tune?
7: The whole thing just is nonstop and has so much feeling in the song. And you can tell they took time to write this one. That's awesome. It wasn't just something that was thrown together. Here's a hardcore song. Yeah. But that's how music was then. Yeah. Where I mean, you can, you can hear it. Even in the hardcore bands that are coming out today, you know it it sounds like they're trying to do it this was new then yeah these this was one of the first bands that got big that had the big scream voice right and we know jay's not a huge fan of the whole scream core thing (laughs) okay but he does have respect for it Uh and considering when this came out and thinking of that it's actually you know you mentioned my brother earlier and bands and you know, and I'm pretty sure I heard on a past uh, podcast of this that you guys referenced Bev Clone before. Yep. Well, this is one of the bands what influenced Bev Clone to start changing their style into the more hardcore style. Okay. Because I believe Grade came out in like 92 or 93 and I didn't go to the show, but I know Bev Clone played with them. Okay. And so they actually were on a bill with, with Grade. Grade. That's awesome. And then it was like a month later is when all of a sudden their songs just started getting heavier and Tommy's voice just started getting screamier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And my brother Tommy went, here, check this band out. And it was, and such is progress. Great.
2: Awesome. Yeah. What made your brother so great when he would be on stage is that he was just so, and obviously My buddy's older brother Yeah I'm gonna think His shit's cool But like (laughs) He owned that To the point where You felt like You could do it too You know what I mean? Like I don't think I would've had the Maybe eventually I would've made my way To the stage or whatever But like that's what really cemented in in my mind that like fuck yeah and if i do this i mean tom's doing this i can do this i can find my voice and granted my voice was nothing like his <laughs> my stage presence <laughs> is nothing like his you know i'm more of a showboat he was more of i mean he was just all emo- like a ball of emotion up there like what was going on with that guy? but you couldn't take your eyes off of that off of that performance and it worked so well with the other Musicians who were, who were really great, you know, I and mean, we know these guys too. But it's like they were just playing. Into it, yeah. And, it didn't and matter like in what a trance, it, like. it
7: just it was.
2: And I didn't know that grade sort of influenced their sound, so I'm interested well, in hearing this and like kind of going back in my memory, my sonic memory, and seeing like if I can pick up on any of those changes. You and
7: know? if you end up, you know, looking it up and you find old Hall show and yeah videos of grade um that's also what influenced them as well i believe and i've had a conversation with tom about this so i don't feel like i'm bullshitting too much right but they are also very animated it was very very melodic and hardcore at at the the same same time.
2: time yeah and that's not easy to pull off so that's fucking awesome Cool. I well, can't wait to hear that on a mix. Thanks for appeasing me and hey, no problem. That's, playing with uh, the microphones and the recorders when <laughs> when we should just be watching playoff hockey. But hey, 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 podcasts need to get done because
7: they do, and it's always yeah. fun to talk about music. So and absolutely, as you know, I absolutely love the podcasts when they come out. So Jay, I hope this one uh, makes the grade. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wah, wah, wah.
8: <laughs> Yep. Yep,
7: I got the knee slappers all night.
5: Yeah.
2: Thanks again, man. And uh, that's it, and we're going to get back to the pod there. See what's going on. Thanks. All right, man. So those are some other selections that Jay is going to have to work with when he crafts this mixtape for what are you listening to? And he doesn't like it when I call it a bonus episode or a supplemental episode. It's just a fucking episode. It's a non-thematic okay? episode. It's a non-thematic. It's a freeform episode. Form thing that we're doing. It's a freeform thing that we're doing, right? Yep. We don't know what we're doing. We just do it. We just did it's it. The love of the music, Felt right? Yep. That's this mix is going to feel good. So anyway, here's the mix. We'll be back in about a few weeks time with another thematic episode and then about a month we're gonna have another one of these things you yeah. understand the idea by now you get what's going on by now you'll get it when you get it this is and our- it's gonna be relatively soon and we're gonna be back in the basement together barring some Fine kind of explosion in covid which we COVID, don't expect. we're yeah. both fucking vaccinated we're both vaccinated so we're the world could go. burn down around us and we're still gonna be we're here. still gonna be at the air hockey table yeah
3: drinking beer yeah and things that taste like shampoo and yeah. coconut, whatever. Yeah, yeah. those yeah. things were delicious. delicious. They were delicious. Mm.
2: Mm. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah,
3: for sure. Thank you. Again, I say this every time, but I mean it every time. Every if, time. if you're following us, if you listen to our stuff, we could not be more. What's the word?
2: What's with you in words? Why do I? Have I to don't me? know. <laughs> we uh, could not uh, be more
3: honored that you're taking. Yeah, Honored and appreci- like yeah. appreciative that, you're, yeah. that you take the time to spend with us. And then always, too, like comment when we put this stuff on Facebook. Comment, like, we, what is stuff that you are listening to? What are some of your favorite A bands? And, or also, because we have no shame, yeah. if you have any ideas for uh, future episodes, you got to get any good themes, man, we'll want to hear them. We'll, 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 obviously, we'll take it all into consideration because we're always kind of, yeah. sometimes
2: we're stumped. We're and so, if you have
3: ideas, like, hey, I'd like you guys to talk about this or what about this theme, we're, we're down. Let us know.
2: Yeah. We have some uh, friends that have already, uh, See now I'm struggling with words. too. No, we we have
3: some friends who have thrown some stuff at us that it, it may be possible future episodes for sure.
2: Yeah, some great suggestions yeah, out there. Yeah. We appreciate every one of them. Yep. And if you don't want to hear us just going A B C D E F, G, <laughs> which we'll do. You, yeah, we will. We, we have no shame, that, like you sure. said. But we would really like to keep the thematic episodes going. Yeah. And this thing too. And it's great to have you. And we'll see you later. And I'm uh, I'm out of it. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for hanging out. Ciao. Bye. Ciao, see Ciao you. baby. Ciao. Bye. 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 Yeah. Fuck yeah. The second non thematic supplementary episode of Lightning Licks Radio. What are you listening to? Sonic. Contributions are as follows DJ Newmark, Jurassic 5, Red Fox, The Boys at Dreamville, Young Black Teenagers, Excerpts from Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner, The Audiobook, Underworld. Lenny Kravitz, Ice Cube, or more specifically, DJ Pooh sampling the Isley Brothers, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, Souls of Mischief, De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club, Ted Lucas, In the Whale, multiple selections from decades old beat tapes produced in the Midgetorium, Bev Clone, Janis Joplin, The Sea, The Sea, The Avalanches, and Robert Glasberg. As for the forthcoming mix, we got Fruer, that dog, Johnny Polanski, Emma Ruth Rundle from Jay, both of us like Valdez, I suggested Japanese Breakfast, Vanessa Paradise, Deltron 3030, Cody likes Yola Tango, and Larry suggested Grey. That's it for this episode, we'll see ya when we see ya, got a mix coming at ya. Hope you Hope enjoy, you enjoy it. it.
9: Be there for the rap battle. It's going to be interspectacular. Fantabulous. It'll blow your socks off. It's one of those things where machine versus man. Man versus woman. Woman versus your mother. Be there. It's a galactic rap battle. It's f***ing
4: stupituous.
9: Check it out, y'all. Now, let's see. Deltron Z, Art Avenger, let's start the adventure. Pinch up with nerve gas, absurd blast, crash of spacecraft. I'm bio-enhanced. Iro Advanced series, monstrous evolution. Headed tooth and nail, scoop the trail, super sleuth, a new race. Mad creator, savage nature. Inside of humanity animated The grand awakening, plan to take it in I demand your patronage, mobilize my battle takes But plus small, empty, awesome, empty Mars Many MCs cruise low Earth orbit Easier for me to use my search warrant Drift by a star, absorb it, and it. Leave Taurus Corbus. my galaxy's gorgeous Quantum, jump, I'm right at your doorstep Positive contact Positive
6: contact Contact
9: contact Positive contact Even if the record skips, I still rest Now I catch more wreck with fast ignition My last decision Pulse amplification, tempered with napalm I want y'all to stay calm Alien annihilation I like stay armed to the grill piece of kill beat 20% matter, 30% is energy Assembling to become a living being Evaporate to radiation, phase the station I get high as aviation
6: POSITIVE CONTACT POSITIVE CONTACT POSITIVE CONTACT POSITIVE CONTACT contact. Even up
9: the record skips, I still rip I rise like helium, you're falling rapidly Trapped in apathy while I track your speed Dominance with Armageddon Gives me a warm reception Trouble War with weapons, installation Shalom to just distant 12 parsec Illusion phalniks with my literary talents Just a bit of balance, rip the silence of space All-star systems are our victims Atomics synonymous with ominous Implications of information Of information and in entertainment Try to dialect, you gotta earn my respect I'm like Gamera right to Amma, just hit him with a cannonball And in all this confusion, the fusion of music and mind translucent illusions Search the ruins with automata Hit the walls with a carbonator Hit our missiles, just regenerate The sonic soldiers allow us to demonstrate Emergency dispatch, skyscrapers, rip facts For the impact, The flow is mismatched My child's protected by heat shield and ceramics Don't panic, I landed on planet Mercury Gave it atmosphere, set up my headquarters I'll never get captured here, trap is here Clap your ear with sonic, mantronic, punic. Turn your brain to a omelet, I'll hold a comet in bondage with my dominance, take a space shuttle to escape trouble. And bounce through the milky way. Not many MCs feel this way. Positive contact Positive
6: contact Positive contact Positive contact. Yeah, yeah, what is it now? Positive contact Positive contact.
9: Even if the racket skips, I still wrecked
4: So like
0: Lord. Please buy my is coming out soon with a hit record I wrote myself. It's gonna be a hit, I swear to you. It's a love song, it's got to be a hit. Please let it be a hit, Lord. <laughs> I'm not begging, I'm trying to explain. I need a hit. It's called I, I Love You, Darling, If You Never Have Any Cash Money in Your Pocketbook During Your Entire Life in This World. But I won't be with you, darling. If you never have any cash money in your pocketbook during your entire life in this world, or anywhere else, you might go with nothing because I don't need nobody to help me do bad. I can starve to death by myself, sugar. So try and forget me, but always remember that I love you more than any woman I've ever known in my life. It was that night I went up to your house and got drunk and fell out on the couch and went to sleep. You didn't mess with none of the money that was left in my wallet because you must have known deep down in your heart. If I'd have came to and found some of my hard-earned money gone, I'd have went home and got a two-by-four that I've been soaking in motor oil since 1953. And I'd have came back searching for you. If i found you anywhere on Earth with any portions of my money in your bag, I'd have took my greasy two-by-four, knowing that it wouldn't break, bend or splinter, and try to cave your skull in with it. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs>